Hi, welcome to the Whole Therapist Podcast. We're leaving out the theorizing and exploring this strange phenomenon of being a human and a therapist. I'm Kelly, licensed marriage and family therapist, working in private practice settings as a clinician and a clinical supervisor in the Denver metro area. And I'm Abby. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and the owner of a group practice in the Denver metro area. Kelly and I are both registered play therapists, supervisors, and EMDR certified. So we're both therapists, but this is not therapy. And we're both supervisors, but this is not supervision. This podcast is purely for fun. So for any ethical concerns in your caseload, please refer to your state laws and licensing boards. And please remember to follow The Whole Therapist on Instagram, Facebook, and subscribe on your favorite podcast listening station. For more resources, blogs, and consultation opportunities, visit wholetherapistinstitute.com. So come join our conversation while we explore the embodied experience of neuroscience and authenticity in the therapy room. Hi, welcome to the Whole Therapist Podcast. I'm Kelly. And I'm Abby. We are happy to have you with us today and and holding that we are going to be introducing a a topic that might touch some buttons. <laughs> Feels like a hot potato. <laughs> Hot, 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 cold in my hand. <laughs> like, like, oh, put it back in the fire. Oh, no. Yes. We <laughs> we just want to talk about how, as therapists, how hard it can be for so many to not be able to be a therapist to your family members or mm-hmm. friends, really, for that matter. Um, and how do you begin to maybe know when you're moving into that role? Or how do you even let sometimes people know, like, no, I'm not being a therapist right now. Yeah. Don't analyze me. Yeah. I found that recently. So many people, as soon as I find out (sighs) that you're a therapist, and I think that comes from like Freud and psychoanalyzing, right? It's like, I don't know how to explain to people. Like I don't analyze people. I have a lot of clients sometimes that will share with me. Um, I'm sure that like you have all sorts of diagnoses for like the people that are close to you. And I'm like, no, I don't. Actually not. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I also not like a huge proponent of diagnosis. So even more so not diagnosing people. I can't separate my therapist integration and self from who I am though, either in my family relationships or like the knowing of like, oh goodness, this is just so profoundly sad. Like it feels like grief. Yeah. Like the grief, we're aware of the grief we hold Mm -hmm. looking at families or friends Mm -hmm. um, because we're therapists. So I think there's like this, like, I can't really separate that. Like I find even with us or like other friends where we're both therapists, it's like, there's an understanding. We're not therapists for one another, right? but we use the same orientation as we talk about things or we hold one another in that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I I don't know though that that's specific to therapists. I'm just, Mm. I'm thinking of two other professions specifically. Um, one really close to my heart is my dad growing up as a police officer and I hated it as a kid. He would always predict like, well, you know what's going to happen to this person. You know what's going to happen to this person. <laughs> oh God. And with the exception of one, it all came true mm-hmm. because he was, he saw like over and over and over again, these patterns of like, when people do this, this is what happens. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also thinking of a person that's in the climate field. Right. And they begin to see patterns. And when you're in it long enough. Yeah. So as you were talking, I was thinking, yeah, I don't go towards diagnosis or analyzing people, but I begin to pick up on patterns. Exactly. 
Yeah, and I think it highlights the sense of loss. Mm-hmm. It's just so sad. At least that's where I'm at today with it. Is like, yeah, because we can't not know what we know mm-hmm. or not um, be as alive as we are. Is kind of like there's a vibrancy to mm-hmm. healing and like this aliveness, and then it really contrasts like, oh, like you know, if I'm talking about myself, me doing a new thing asks people that are close to me to do a new thing too, like a new way of being together. Mm-hmm. And for many of us, our families are not, family of origin mm-hmm. is not going to, they're not going to do that. Right. Right. So it's just quite sad. And I think that then come all these like defenses and protectors to help us regulate through that sadness, mm-hmm. irritability and annoyance or anger or caretaking or right. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch. Yes. I've got a whole slew. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was talking to another therapist. I, I hope I can like repeat this story best I can, but him and I were having this conversation about how it's really hard when our we see our family members suffering and we know that there's like another option or another choice. And truly, I, I will say like, fine, if like therapy is not for you, then meditation or yoga yes. or church anything right like it, anything can be your therapy it doesn't have to be the the therapy that we're talking about on here or you know classic talk therapy we just have to find an outlet so we see these family members and they're just suffering you know in their own minds and their own bodies and not using a community or any kind of help and so he said that he was talk he was maybe friends with this person. And he said that he didn't really believe this person. This person kept talking about what a healer they were. He goes, he always talked about like how he could heal people. And he's like, and I always kind of like inside just kind of rolled my eyes. Um, He's like, just the way that he talked about it. He's like, and then one day he shared with me that um, his wife was very, very ill um, and it wasn't looking good. Mm. And he's like, and I I didn't say it in a sarcastic way, but I did kind of say to him like, well, why don't you just heal her? And the response from this guy back to the person I was talking to said something like, that's the grief we have to hold as healers that we don't get to heal our family members. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that just like hit so, so home for me. I remember getting trained in EMDR and just being like, if I could just give this to all Mm. of my family members. Yeah. Well, it's like, isn't it those younger parts of us that are like, oh, I got it. Mm-hmm. Like if, if I bring this, at least that's how it is for me. It's yes. like, but I found something that could help and let me give this because then I won't be so sad, right? That mm-hmm. little one or mm-hmm. so alone or yeah. And it can't, and the truth is it, it can't be us. No. No. With family of origin or even good friends, like it just cannot be us. No. And so there's like loss and then there's like, at this point for me, like a lot of freaking relief, <laughs> like, Oh, like it doesn't have to be me. Like I just, thank God, thank God. It can't be right. It can't even be. And how much energy, you know, did I need to use trying to be mm-hmm. growing up and I don't have to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, the thing I'm thinking about too is, there might be, I'm sure there's more than two people, but I'm thinking about the therapist that maybe really longingly wants to be the therapist for a family member, friend, their family system. Uh, and how do they manage boundaries around that? 
and then the other part of the family who who maybe seeks you out as the as the 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 role of the therapist in the family and how do you like manage boundaries of like actually I can't yeah I can't be that and it's interesting it's really convoluted for me because I have a, an example where a family member called me and they're like, I, I just need advice. I don't, I don't, I don't need you to be a therapist on here. And I, I immediately was like, I literally am not ever being a therapist with you. <laughs> I would be curious, like, when do you feel like right. I'm being your therapist? Right. Right. Like, but then yes. asking that question feels like a therapist. Exactly. <laughs> so, right. Keep it all in. Yeah. Right. So I just was kind of like, all right. So I like offer all this advice that they asked for. And then, you know, later on it was found out like, oh, well, the therapist Kelly showed up and I'm like, my jaw is like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, first of all, if you'd ever gone to therapy, you would know that you don't get advice in therapy. I know. I know. Um, so it's hard. Like, even if you aren't being a therapist or you're not trying to be, um, I think one of two things would be happening. Like one, that's just their perception and you have to let that go. Or two, what you're saying is it's just so natural to show up this way that um, it's just so intertwined in our identity. Like, yeah, I am, I can't. I mean, okay, think about it. It's like, maybe it's defensiveness, but I'm thinking if we spend, if you work full time, most of your most radical present relating hours of your whole week Mm -hmm. are going to be as a therapist. You might spend a lot of time with your family, but in terms of this density of time, this Mm -hmm. whole hour, Mm -hmm. There's just verbiage that gets stuck. No, I'm not your therapist. I just don't know how to talk any other way when I'm confused. <laughs> like, right. Like right? This, this is how I know like how, how to really, communicate. Yes. This is really effective communication. Yeah. So I guess that's something I'd be thinking about as you're listening is we, we can't be therapists for our family. Or friends. Or friends. I wish, I mean, I wish we could in the sense that like, yeah, then they would be healed, Right. If it was up to us doing something and we could. And I guess I just want to like add a caveat is that something to hold is that when people know each other as closely as a close friend or a family member, their defenses will be there and they'll be withholding information from you. So let's say that even if our ethics were like, yes, you can see your family and friends, it's not going to work. I know. (laughs) So I don't think actually we can heal them. No, that's so true. We can't. So who, for me, I might live down the street from some family who I don't see. Mm-hmm. DNA isn't family. But but I call you, right? Mm-hmm. And we cry together mm-hmm. about things and we laugh together. It's, I would be curious, who who do you have in your life that is also committed to health yes. and connected to hope? And like for me as a clinician and a human, that's where I have to keep coming back to because I can get pretty wrapped up in the tragedy. And I don't want to say unwillingness, but that's what it feels like the unwillingness of some of my family to shift. Yeah. Like I want to have compassion for why, and we can all intellectualize our family systems and friend systems of why, but um, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. Like it's, you need to have your people around you that are healthy boundaries and wellness and joy and. And having the space to have the grief related to. Yes. Just wishing that that could be. Yes. If this is your kind of family of origin or story, it may not be. Right. But if you are a person that has a family of origin story where you really want your family to be in therapy and they won't. But mm-hmm. maybe you're listening and you've got warm and fuzzy feelings about family and that's amazing. 
Or and maybe they've all gone to therapy. Right? This would be the hope. Yes. <laughs> like, everyone goes to therapy. Yeah. I don't know. But that's so true that there might be, this might not be your experience. I just know it seems like many of us go into the field to heal our own hurts, of course. Mm-hmm. And Cozzolino speaks to that. Yeah. So as always, if you're driving Certainly feel free to listen, but if you're in a space that's safe to sit and get settled, you know, you might decide to have your eyes open or closed, but just begin to bring to mind your family of origin. Just maybe there's a a picture that you all took together and you hold that snapshot in your mind, or there's a memory um, where all of you are there together and you're holding that snapshot in your mind, but just try to bring an image of your family of origin. And then just begin to get a sense of what comes up in your body as you hold this image. Are you noticing something in your feet, in your bones, maybe your belly, maybe your heart? Scan around your jaw, your throat, maybe your eye area. Just start to get a sense of what shows up when I hold this image in mind. Are there words that are there? Is there a story? And notice the energy that's present there. Is this feeling sad? Is there some grief? Is there a sense of relief and happiness and gratitude? Just let that all be there. And just hold that in mind as you begin to think about this idea of holding boundaries around your role as a therapist and what your family may ask from you or what you may your family may need from you. And you just cannot give it. How do you hold that?